What's up, everybody? Um, cool. Um, so, yeah, let's just jump into it. Um, two questions. Um, how many of you have ever promised something uh, and then prom- or have been promised something by someone and somebody broke that promise? Yeah. Okay, next question. How many of you have ever promised something and unintentionally or intentionally broke that promise? All right. Uh, so just a quick story. Um, uh, this used to happen to me all the time. And I mean, like, all the time, like, every single week this would happen to me. All right, so um, I didn't get my first car until I was a sophomore in college. Uh, paid for it myself, by the way. Um, but so when I was in high school, um, really, the, my, my younger years in high school, I had to get picked up by my mom, like some of you still do, uh, especially this group right here. But some of the high school kids, y'all still get picked up. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I used to get picked up by my mom, so we'd be at practice, and I would just be hanging out. I would get a phone call, and the phone call would be, hey, uh, I'm pulling up. Come outside. So I'd be like, all right. Like, all right, y'all, like, leave the locker room. My mom's outside. So I would leave everything that I had, all my track stuff, put it in my locker, and I would leave, and I would head outside. I'd get outside and be looking around, and my mom wouldn't be there. And I'd be like, all right. So I'll call my mom. Like, where you at? She'd be like, don't worry about it. I'm coming. I'd be like, what you just told me? You was pulling up. I was like, what? And so she would just get mad. Um, and so then, it, like, I'm saying, like, every single time, y'all, there'd be like a, a 10 to 15-minute wait period where I'd be standing outside waiting for my mom, who told me that she was just pulling up, just pulling up. And then finally, she would come around and be like, hey, like, honking. I'd be like, I could have been inside, but you told me, you called me on the phone and you told me that you were pulling up, and so I believed you, and so when I walked outside, you were nowhere to be found. Where were you? You weren't there. She's like, well, don't worry about it, and so I used to like really be like, gosh, like, why would you lie to me like that? Like, just tell me that you're not here, or just call me when you're here instead of just calling me ahead of time, um, and so I I've seen it, I've seen that, what I just asked y'all to raise your hands for. Um, I never, I mean, my mom essentially, yes, she did lie to me. I wouldn't call my mom a liar, because if that was the case, uh, I wouldn't be standing on this stage. Um, but uh, every time I would get my, ho- I would seriously like, be like, okay, my mom's here, I got to go. Every single time. Um, I, there was countless stories where my parents, gosh, I'm making them sound like, like just liars right now. Um, but th- th- some other things, Promised every year that they would take me to Disney World. Never been to Disney World. <laughs> every year, y'all. Summer would come, and I'll be like, we're going to Disney World? And they'll be like, yeah, about that. Uh, and it's funny because when I had nightmares, I would like wake up, like, especially when I was a kid, like knock on my mom's room, like going and be like, Mom, I can't sleep, I have nightmares. She'd be like, go dream about Disney World. As I got older, I'd be like, I don't know what Disney World looked like. Want to know why? Because I ain't never been there. So how am I supposed to dream while Freddy the Clown is chasing me and you want me to dream about something that I ain't never been there, right? So every time, like, I would, there's so many things um, that happened to me as a kid uh, where I would get my hopes up because somebody would tell me something and then they would never fall through. Uh, there's times that I do it now, too, where I get somebody's hopes up. Um, so a lot of y'all know I have a girlfriend. She lives in Atlanta. They're an hour ahead there. And so, yeah, be careful where you whisper, though. Whistle. Um, but... Uh, so I would, I, would, I would call her, and I'd be like, hey, or that morning we would talk, um, 
And I'd be like, hey, I'll call you after you get out of school. And so that's about four o'clock, 3 o'clock my time, 4 o'clock her time. So that time would come, and I would forget to call. Oh, I know. Um, and so later that night when I would go to call her, in the middle of the day, she had her hopes up that this time Jamal was going to call me. So when I would call her, it'd be like, or when I wouldn't call her, it'd be like, what the heck? Like, all this for nothing? So the night comes, you answer, like, hey. And you could just hear, like, in her tone, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, where was you at four hours ago? Why ain't you calling me when you say you are going to call me? Uh, and so the point of it is that a lot of us have been told things um, by somebody, or we've told somebody something that we were going to do, uh, and then we, we just never, we, we never did it. Um, and so what we're going to see tonight, um, we get to see, uh, remember too also, so we've gone through Genesis, we've gone through um, Adam and Eve and, uh, and sinning in the garden, and then we saw last week, there a couple weeks ago, I talked about Noah and uh, the ark, and we talked about how um, God came and he was going to use the flood to wipe away um, the, the, the people. Um, and so we, we, but he says that he would never do it again and that he was going to build a, uh, he was going to build the population back up, back up through Noah. And so we're at Abraham, or Abram now, um, and there's just, he, he's, come, he's a descendant of Noah. And so there's a huge list. It's a bunch of names. By the way, I was thinking about this. Um, it's like these ghetto names that we have and like, uh, who got ghetto name? Denia. She raised her hand. She, she said it, not me. Um, <laughs> Bubba, I was going to, never mind. Uh, <laughs> never mind, Bubba. Um, hey, I love you. Um, I'm talking about you, Bubba. Uh, but these names that, like, we be like, dog, why did your mom name you that? Like, that's so bad. Like, dang, like, where did she, what was she doing? But, y'all, there's some names in the Bible, and it's like, God, what is up? Like, how do you even pronounce that? Why, what are these extra letters? Like, I was going through something like, what? Like, what? This Abram's wife's name is, how, how, would you pronounce, how do you pronounce her, her name first, by the way? So, Sarai? Yeah, see, I was pronounced as Sariah. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa was telling me her name, and I was like, oh, no, Lisa, that's real. Like, it was like Shira. I was like, what? Like, no way. Um, but yeah, just thought I would just throw it out there. But yeah, so we get to see a, uh, Abram. Uh, we see him now. He's a descendant of Noah. And, um, and so here we're at this story. We're at the, the place where, where God is beginning to build um, the population again. Uh, he's beginning to build these people. Um, so just a little quick thing, a couple things about Abram. Um, 75 years old in this point of the story. Um, he does not have a child, but he's married to Sarai. We're going to call her Sarai. Um, he also has a, a nephew named Lot. Um, and so we're going to be in Genesis 12. I'm going to be in Genesis 12, Genesis 15, Genesis 20, and then we're going to uh, connect that to Romans 4. Um, so just real quick, Genesis 12, I'm going to be in 1 through, five, uh, 1 through 3, actually, and it says, um, my version says, uh, the Lord said to Abram, go out from your land, your relatives, your father's house, to the land that I will show you, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I'm, I will make your name great. Uh, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who treat you with contentment. And all the people on the earth will be blessed through you. Uh, so tonight I'm just going to talk about three things. Um, God's calling, God's promise, and then God's blessing. Um, so we see the, the beginning that says, the Lord said to Abram, go out from your land, your relatives, um, your father's house, to the land that I will show you. 
Um, so the first thing we see, we see God call Abram. He, call, he calls Abram, um, calls him to do a couple things. Uh, calls him to leave his land, leave his family, leave his house, and then by leaving that, we're, I'm going to show you this place. So that means uh, a couple things. Um, that Abram, uh, Abraham, Abram has to surrender what he knows. He has to surrender his life. He has to surrender, and he has to leave that behind as God calls him, and he has to go there. Um, also, some other things that, that pointed out to me as I thought about leaving. Uh, you leave your home. You leave your, your relatives. You leave the, the place, whatever, like let's call land state right now. Um, that is so unfamiliar. It's uncomfortable to go to a new place, right? It, you, the, to be around people that you don't know, that's, that's, un, like, that's, that's weird. Um, and so that's what God calls Abram to do. He tells him that he has to leave those things and, to, and come and embark on this journey with me. Um, and so just in the way that when my mom would call me, she would call me and say that I'm here, and so then I would leave what I was doing. I would drop my, I would leave the stuff that I had at school. I would you leave my track stuff. I would leave the locker room. I would leave all my friends, and I would begin to go outside. Uh, so just in the same way as I call, as my mom called me, God is calling Abraham, but he's calling him to leave his life, to, to, to put, lay down his life so that he can now walk into this life that God has prepared for him um, and has a, a huge plan for him, which we'll see kind of unreal later on. Um, and so that, that's God's calling. Verse um, 2 um, talks about um, so after the calling, I said three things. God's calling, God's promise. Um, God's promise. So now after you, you see Ab- God call Abram, the next thing he does is he promises them a lot of things. He says that I will make you into a great nation. Um, I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. Man, that's a huge call. That's a huge promise. Um, and so promises, th- those are things that um, as we, all of us raise our hand to both those questions. Nobody in here has never promised something and not, bro- we've all broken a promise, right? We've always, we've, all of us have been promised um, something and it's been broken. Uh, so right there we see we're imperfect people. Uh, but God is not imperfect. And so these promises that he's promised, um, Abram, is we get to see how faithful God is and how different God is when it comes to us in keeping a promise like that, keeping something so big. Um, so like I said, the promises, you've got to remember these things. Promised land, um, that he'd be made into a great nation, that there's blessings for him, and then that um, there's blessings for all of the earth. Uh, and so this waiting period. Remember I said as, I, as my mom would call me and I would go outside and I would leave everything. I would drop down, drop my, my track stuff. I would, you know what I mean? I would leave the locker room um, and I would go outside and then I would look and nobody would be around. There would be no cars, no mom, nothing. And so then I would wait for 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, and so I, just real quick, um, I want to talk about this waiting period. Uh, and so as God calls Abram, and then he promises him these things, um, there's a waiting period that Abram has to go through. Um, so f- there's four things that happen 
during this, uh, this waiting period. Um, the first thing, is, as he goes, as he leaves this land, he goes into, um, he goes to, uh, actually, goes to Egypt. Um, and in Egypt, there, he, he finds, um, I'm, I'll just read the scripture real quick. There was a famine in the land, so everyone down to Egypt lived, uh, to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine in the land was severe. When he was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife, Sarai, look, uh, I know what a beautiful woman you are, and the Egyptians see you. They will say, this is his wife. They will kill me, but let you live. Please say you're my sister, um, so it will go well, because of, go well for me because of you, and my life will be spared on your account. When Abram entered Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was beautiful. Pharaoh's officials saw her and praised her to Pharaoh, so the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house, um, Pharaoh's household. And so the first thing that happens during this waiting period is uh, there's a famine that comes. And so if, uh, Abram goes to a, to a place to find food. He goes to, but what he does is his, he tricks his way into um, Pharaoh's house by telling his wife, his wife, to pretend like he's her sister, his sister. Um, so, and I mean, I just, part of me says, I mean, that's a, that's a good man looking out for his wife. Uh, probably his life, not really. Uh, not her wife, her life, but um, I think about the situation, and I think about what Abram was called to do, um, and how uncomfortable he was. Uh, he was scared. He was afraid to do those things. So we see the first thing happen. We see a famine, um, and so during this time, as this famine hit, the Lord speaks, um, and the Lord sends this plague. To Pharaoh, and so in that finds out that um, that is not Pharaoh finds out that that is not actually his sister, that that's his wife, and so he blames Abram for this curse that is happening, and he says, uh, and he sends his men out, and he kicks Abram and his wife out. So now they're they're gone. So they go back to this land. So the second thing that happens during this waiting time. Um, so remember, I said nep- Abram had a nephew named Lot. Um, so the next thing we see is Abraham, Abram, and Lot get sa- separated. Um, they have to actually separate it. And so um, Scripture says that um, then Abram said to Lot, please, let's not have a quarreling between you and me or between you, between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, since we are relatives. Isn't the, isn't the whole land before you? Separate from me. If you go to the left, I will go to the right. If you go to the right, I will go to the left. And so we see them split up. Um, and so that's the, the second thing that happens. Uh, the third thing that happens is that Abram has to come while whatever way, does it even say which way Lot went? Uh, he went to the Jordan River, um, but Lot, um, while he was going in his direction, gets captured. Um, and so Abram finds that out, and he has to come, and he has to rescue Lot. And so that's the third thing that happens. Um, and in that, we see Abram, he assembles 318 men to rescue his nephew, um, and he brings back everything that they had, and all of the people with it. Um, the fourth thing, Lord, you're going to help me on this, that next name. Um, 14.7. The M name. Brandon's like, what? Yeah, I'm just cute. Yeah. The M name. Really? Mm-mm. 
Mm. No, I ain't. Are you ready? This is, I'm going to spell what mine says. M-E, man, this, you know what kind of Bible we got? Come on now. Uh, M-E-L-C-H-I-Z-E-D-E-K-S. Y'all ain't got none of that? Melzedek. Okay. You really don't see that, Lauren? Oh, Melchizedek. Melchizedek. Told y'all y'all was wrong. Melchizedek. That didn't say that in your Bible? Huh? 17. Dang. Sit down. God, I didn't, I didn't promise that I was going to read it right. Uh, okay, yeah, Melchizedek. So... Fourth thing that happens, back on track, back on track. Um, fourth thing that happens um, is um, Melchizedek's, uh, so we see um, Abraham, or Abram, gosh, man, I'm just messing this up. Um, Abram um, returns from defeating and um, returning like Lot back to rescuing Lot. Um, and it says, but uh, Abram said to the king of Sodom, I've raised my hand to the oath, or it says, I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, he blessed him and said, Abram is blessed by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and I would give praise to God Most High, who has handed over your enemies to you. And Abram gave him to a tenth of everything. The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people, but take the possessions for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand in an oath to Yahweh, God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take a thread or sandal strap of anything that belongs to you. So you can say, so you can never say, I am. Uh, Abram, I, Abram rich, mm. I made Abram rich. I will take nothing except what the servants had eaten, but as for the share of the men who came with me, um, Anir, Eskol, and Mamre, they can take their share. Um, and so the next thing that happens, we see um, th- th- by him doing that, uh, Melzakadzik gets blessed. Um, uh, and so those things all happen in this waiting period. Uh, and so we see God call and we see uh, God promises and things, but yet, so far we have not seen anything God fulfill that promise. Um, 15.1 um, says, after these events, the, Lord, uh, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your world is very great. Um, and so just those three beginning words, after these events. Um, and so that waiting period I was talking about, after these events now, so now we're after these, these four things that have happened. Um, and so then we're getting ready to see, the, the next thing that happens is the, these questions that Abram has. Um, the first question uh, is, um, Abram, I, or Abram said to God, Lord God, what can you give me since I am childless and, I, and the heir of my house is Eliza in Damascus? Abram continued, look, you have given me no offspring, so a slave born in my house will be my heir. Um, and so one of the blessings that, or one of the promises that God uh, told Abram was that he was going to make him, his name great and that he was going to be, uh, he was going to, through him, there was going to be this great nation. Um, so what comes with a nation means comes with a lot of people. Um, but Abram doesn't have a son. Him and Sarai, 
do not have a son. Um, they don't have a son. And so how are they supposed to, to have this great nation with nobody to actually continue to take this, inherit this kingdom, inherit this nation uh, through Abram? Uh, and so he begins to question um, God about that. And he says, um, now the word of the Lord came to him. This will not be your heir. Instead, one who comes from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, look, to, uh, look at the sky and count the stars. If you're able to count them, he said to him, your offspring will be that numerous. Boy, that's a lot. Um, Abram believed the Lord, and he credited uh, to him as righteousness. Righteousness, yeah. Um, so then the next thing that he does, the next question that he has is about this promised land. Uh, this land that, he, he, that God says, I will show you, leave your family, leave your relatives, and I will show you this great land. Um, and he says, but he said, Lord God, how can I know that I will possess it? He said to him, bring me a three-year-old cow, three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old man, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Um, and so the, the, just, know, the, just remember those things. Those are the things that, the, those are two of the promises um, that God promised Abram. Um, we, well, I could take this to the covenant, but that's going to be talked about next. Uh, Joe Dotson's going to preach about that. Um, and so the, we see, like I said, we see for the first time, we see Abram, uh, he leaves, so he's doing, he's, he's doing everything that God has called him to do. Um, he puts everything down, he goes, um, and he's in this kind of waiting period where all of these things are kind of happening, not necessarily bad things, but things that he's having to deal with. Um, but we haven't seen God actually come through with a promise. But he, then he begins, he, refer, he affirms him and says that he will do these things. Um, and even something as big as if you go look outside and you look at the stars, that's how many of your offspring. Like, that's like, okay, well, let me get to counting. It's like, then God, you have to come meet those things, right? And so what we talked about was that We've all promised somebody something, or we've been promised something, but most of the times we haven't been able to meet them fully. Um, so we see God meet uh, one of these promises. Um, the first promise that he meets, he actually meets, is um, 17.1, and it says, uh, When Abram was 90 years old, the Lord appeared to him, saying, I am God Almighty. Sorry, that's not right. 20. 21. The Lord came to Sarah um, as he had said to the Lord, did Sarah, the Lord came to Sarah as he had, had, he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham. In his old age, and appointed time, God, appointed, at the appointed time God had told him, Abraham named his son um, who was born to him, the son Sarah bore to him, Isaac. When his son Isaac was eight years old, Abram circumcised him as God commanded him. Um, and so at this time, the first promise, so Abram was 75 years when God called him. He's now 100 years, and we finally see God come with this promise, um, come through with this promise of, of telling Abram that he's going to have this child. Uh, and so what we get to see um, and it's, it's, it, when you get it, it's really cool. Um, but those, that, that waiting period, those four things, those four uh, events that happened, um, the only way that Abram got through those things were, was his faith. Um, the faith that when God called and told him to do something, 
uh, he did it because he believed that God was true and he was going to hold his word. So he believed those things. So he, he stepped out in faith, um, stepped out in faith for him. And so um, 17.1 or 17.8 says, um, and this is just to show you his faith and that what it looks like to stay faithful and uh, believing that God will come through with what he said he would do. And it says, then Abram fell face down and God spoke with him. As for me, my covenant is with you. You will come the father of many nations. Your name will no longer be Abram, but your name will be Abraham. For I will make you the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful and make nations the kings come from you. I will keep my covenant between you, me and you and your future offspring. Throughout the generations of, as an everlasting covenant to be your God and the God of your offspring after you. And to you and, to, and your future offspring, I will give the land where you reside in the, Lord, uh, in the land of Canaan as an eternal possession um, and so we see God just, we, we see Abraham praising the, the father because of these things, because he's come through, um, didn't jump down, and we see 15, God said to Abraham, as for your wife, Sarai, do not call her Sarai, for Sarah will be her name, I will bless her indeed, I will give you a son by her, I will bless her, and she will produce nations, kings of peoples will come from her, uh, and so those stars, those, those, those people um, that we were talking about, and it's really cool because I was looking it up. Abram, he, his name's Abram, and then God changed his name to Abraham. And that actually means, that, that last part of his name actually means multitude. Um, and so God changed his name to mean multitude because he promised him that he was going to have a multitude of people. He was going to have a multitude of descendants. Um, and so th- those two things we see God begin to start the, the, the process of these. We see him answer this one promise that uh, Abram was so questioning about. We see him next, the next promise, which we'll see 400 years later, he actually answers. And um, this nation, these people that we were talking about, uh, he gives, I mean, that's exactly what happens. It just happens 400 years later. Um, and so in the same way as uh, when I stepped outside to, to find my mom to see that she wasn't there, um, I was in a waiting period for her. As soon as I saw her around the corner, it was like, well, okay, here she is. Um, and so she met that promise. She, I mean, she called me and told me that she was coming. She just did it on her time, not my time. Uh, and so what happens in that waiting period? What happens when God calls you to do something um, and things don't look like it's happening we do what Abram did in, in those four events. We do what we see so many people in the Bible do. We, we wait, and we be faithful. Um, but then the, the last thing, so I said I was going to talk about God's, promise, or God's calling, God's promise, and God's blessing. And so we already see God blessing Abram. We see him blessing with a child. We see him blessing by the means of the way that he, he, he rescues Lot. Um, but we also see, um, we, we see this baby that comes out of it. Um, and so blessings, we, t- we talked about the, the calling, we talked about uh, the promise, and we're, we're talking about this blessing. Um, so I said we're going to be in uh, Romans 4. Um, I'm going to just tie that and we're going to finish. Um, so this whole entire thing, so at the beginning of this, we see God calling, we see him step out. Um, we see these things are promised to him. Um, and then we see that he says he's going to bless him, and he's going to use, even goes to, 
to, to means to say that um, because of you, everyone else will be blessed. So this blessing, um, it was God's calling and purpose where Abram actually received his blessing. Um, but it was Abraham's faith that counted him as righteous. Uh, it was Abraham's faith that made him the father of nations. Um, it was Abraham's faith that actually bore him a child at the age of 100. Um, that's crazy. Who said that? Somebody said it. No? Okay. Um, and so it, it was God's calling on his life, and it was God's promise that he promised to him. Um, and it was the faith that he had during these things, the faith that God was going to come through, the, the faith that God had actually called him, um, where he actually receives these blessings. Uh, and so just for my wrap-up, and uh, I'm actually not even going to talk too much about um, too much about Romans 4. I'm just going to actually read it, and I'm going to read it from the message version because as I read it, it was just, it, it spoke. Um, it's just very clear on what it was. Um, but every week, you guys come in here. Um, you come in here and you, we, we get to worship, and that's awesome, and then you get to hear a message, um, and then you get to go to small groups with your leaders, and, and then the, the, the week continues. Um, and every single week, God is calling you to lay down something. Just in the same way that Abram had to lay down his life to go, God is calling you to lay down something. I don't know what it is. But he's calling you every single Wednesday night, every Sunday morning. He's calling you to lay down something. Um, things that are, for the, the, the most part right now, are comfortable to you. Right, you're around the people that you want to be. You're around your, your family, your friends. Um, and what he's calling you to do, to do is look, look at those things, lay them down, and then move into some some unfamiliar territory. Why? Because he has promises for you. He has promises for you to experience. Um, just in the same way that he, he had promised for Abram, he has promised. Um, and a lot of those promises, you, you think that you're going to find them in other places. So you think you're going to find them in partying. You think that you're going to find them in whatever it is, whether it's the, the girl or it's the boy um, you think that you're going to find them in school and what people think about you. You think about them in all the wrong places. That's where you're looking for these promises. All right. Um, and so the promise that God had for Abram, the promises that God has as he's calling you, they're promises of joy, real joy. They're promises of comfort and hope and strength and peace and love insecurity. Their promises in the same way that he, 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 walked, he walked with Abraham, Abram, and even to call him Abram. Let's gonna call, we're going to keep calling him Abraham right now. Promises that he, as he walked with Abraham, he promises that he would walk with you. He promises that he would meet every single need that you have. He promises that he'd satisfy you fully. Those are the promises as, he, as he's calling you. Um, and it requires one thing. It's your faith. 
It's not faith in the, the things that you've been putting faith in. It's not this half-step faith of, oh, I want to I believe in Jesus and I want to place all my faith in him, but then you continue, wanna, you, wanna not, you don't want to do it. He calls you to actually step down to some different territory some di- and put your faith in Jesus Christ because those are where those promises are found. All of those things that I named, the things that you're searching for in all the wrong places are sitting inside of Jesus and it's putting your faith that he died and that he was, he was risen for you to cover your sins, to give you new life. Um, and so it requires, it requires faith. Uh, and so it's your faith in Jesus that makes you a part of this great nation that we're talking about. Um, it's your faith in Jesus where you're going to find these promises. Uh, it's your faith in Jesus where you find blessings, just like Abram did, blessings from God. Uh, and I, I love that last part um, where it says, and all the people on the earth will be blessed through you. That's just a reminder that as God calls you into this relationship with him, and these promises that are there, and as you, you believe and you continue to grow and you, you walk and you, you continue to have this, this faith, um, you, res- you, you, get these, you find these promises that you've always been searching for, but then it says that you will be blessed, and I fully believe that, but then it also says that you would bless everyone else in this world. that you would bless the people around you, you would bless your friend group, you would bless your family, you would bless your school, you would bless those things, um, that you would be a blessed people group because you put your faith in Jesus. Um, and so I'm, Romans 4, 13, um, the message version of it says that that famous promise God gave Abram, Abraham that he and his child would possess the earth was not given because of something Abraham did or would do. It was based on God's decision to put everything together for him, which Abraham entered, then entered when he believed. If those who get the God, get what God gives them, only get, get it by doing everything they are told to do, filling out all the right forms properly signed, that, eliminate, that eliminates personal trust, completely turns, personal trust and completely turns, um, turns the promise into an uh, ironclad contract. That's not a holy promise. That's a business deal. A contract drawn up by hand, nose, lawyer, with a plenty of fine print, only make sure that you will never be able to collect. But there is no contract in the first place, simply a promise that's God's promise at that. You can't break it. This is why the fulfillment of God's promise depends entirely on trusting God in his way and then simply embracing him in what he does. God promises, promise arrives as a pure gift. That's the only way anyone can be sure to get in on it. Those who keep the religious traditions and those who never have heard of them, the Abraham, for Abraham is father of us all. He's not our racial father. That's reading the story backward. He is our faith father. We call Abraham father, not because he got God's attention by living like a saint, but because God made something out of Abraham when he was a nobody. Isn't that what we've, all read, we've always read in Scripture? God saying to Abraham, I set you up as the father of many peoples. Abraham was first named father and then became a father because he dared to trust God to do what only God could do. Raise the dead to life. 
with a word making something out of nothing. When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway, deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. And so he was, he was made father of a multitude of peoples. God himself said to him, you're going to have a big family, Abraham. Abraham didn't focus on his, his own importance and say it's hopeless. This 100-year-old body could never have father a child, nor did he survey Sarah's decades of inf- infertility and give up. He didn't tiptoe around God's promise, asking cautiously skeptical questions. He plunged into the promise and came up strong, ready for God, sure that God would make good on what he, said he, what he had said. That's why it is said Abraham was declared fit before God by trusting God to set him right. But it's not just Abraham, it's also us. The same thing gets, us, gets said about us when we embrace and believe the one who brought Jesus to life when the conditions were equally hopeless. The sacrifice Jesus made, a, made for us um, made us fit for God, and it set us right with God. Um, so as John comes back up here, um, it, like I said, it wasn't anything Abram did. Um, it was simply because he, he had faith. He had faith in God. He trusted God. And so every time I've stepped up here, I've asked you, why not put your faith in Jesus Christ? Why not trust God that he would do what he said he would do? Um, And so I don't know what it is for you, but I know there's something that you have to lay down because God's calling you right now. And then I know what, inside of that calling, there's a lot of promises. Um, and I don't mean these promises of that you, you, life is going to be good or that you're going to have a lot of money or you're going to have a lot of friends or that the, the cute girl. I'm not talking about those kind of promises. I'm talking about real promises. Um, and then inside of those promises, you're going to find a lot of blessings. You're going to find a lot of life. You're going to find things that you really have always been made for. Um, but it takes faith for you to just put your faith in Jesus Christ.